pretty catchy, I gotta say. Hey, welcome back to Tech Talk Thursday. We are still open on our forum for new names for our show. We so. have a forum now? Yes, it's a forum. Oh, okay. <laughs> or decorum. A decorum? Or it's, what do they say? Quorum? With, yes, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> We're looking for quorum on a new name? <laughs> that brings some flashbacks. Oh, so today we have what, one, two, three, four, five, six topics we're going to run through really quick. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. Especially boom. because three of them I know nothing about. So oh, I'll perfect. Be, I'll be Great. silent. <laughs> like, done. Got it. As Check I it like, off. As I like to call it the meta universe, but nope, wrong. apparently it's metaverse. Mm -mm. Uh, so they're running into a lot of security problems and like we can't even solve our security problems here as it is. And now the metaverse is coming. So what are we going to do about all these problems? Uh, yeah. Yeah. There was, it's interesting article. I mean, one of the things that, uh, hadn't really thought of that this brought up was, you know, in, in the world today of, you know, phishing emails and scams and things along those lines, there's also been this world of deep fakes that, you know, comes up from time to time where putting out a video, like whether it be on social media oh, or right. something like that, where it looks almost exactly like whoever is saying it and they can pull audio and, you know, generate, you know, so it sounds like, sounds like them, looks like them. So in the metaverse, if it's truly to do what they're thinking is the next place of where you spend your time and work and things like that. Could there be a full deep fake version of the you know CEO or mm. you know whoever of the organization that comes up into your virtual office and says, "Hey, I need you to transfer a million dollars into this random account now. right now." And so <laughs> that was kind of an interesting way mm. or interesting thing that I hadn't really thought about. But yeah, it's I mean security right now and everything that goes along with it's pretty crazy and it's no surprise that it's following wherever the next the next trend is going so trying to establish themselves in that uh in that arena as well so yeah, it's always it's, surprising to me if people can figure all of that out ahead of time why don't they get a job <laughs> where they get paid a lot of money to do that well, instead they want to they, wanna, uh, they, they do, do get, get paid, paid a lot yeah. of money that's yeah. the thing is it's it's a it's billions, if not, you know, maybe trillions of dollars worth yeah. of business at this point. So it's it's an industry. It's not just, uh, you know, someone sitting behind a computer typing away <laughs> trying to do something. I mean, there are full, you know, um, you know, spam houses and exploit houses and things like that. That all they do is they sit there and they they make a living off of it. So it's it's definitely um, it's it's more of an industry than just, you know, haphazard hacking yeah. or whatever you want anymore. It's crazy. I yeah. I used to have a home not even two miles from our office here in Carmel. And one night, morning, whatever, my neighbor happened to be out because she couldn't sleep. And someone was trying to take off my um, electric meter off of my house, like disconnect it. Okay. I guess you can take it off of a house and then put it on a house that doesn't have a meter and it'll work. Oh, To get like, they'll cheat and get electricity for free. And I'm huh. thinking... <laughs> if you have those skills to do that and not electrocute yourself, yeah. why aren't you an Why don't you just go get an electrician? Yeah. yeah, and pay for your own electric yeah. anyway. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Any more? Chris, do you have anything to add to that? I think a lot of people still have this man mindset of hackers from the 1990s <laughs> classic <laughs> hackers. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, cool rollerblades and like... You know, you put on your headset and you're going and hacking the mainframe and plug it into telephone lines. Amen. And I think, you know, it's it's more organized crime mm. than a kid in, well, apart from that recent news where a bunch of kids were caught for <laughs> hack. But I mean, was that the Octa hack? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's yeah, that was a fun. That was an interesting one. The authentication service that we use to to secure identity has been hacked. It's like, huh, that's mm. weird. 
<laughs> How do you authenticate anything anymore? <laughs> yeah, but I agree with you. I mean, it's it's not it's it can be almost anybody at this point. And um, I know maybe it was I don't know maybe a year or two ago the idea of like crowdsourced mm-hmm. hacking mm-hmm. has be, you know started, where it's like you know give it a target, you act as a key man in that hack, and you'll get a percentage of whatever they get. So they're also you know weaponizing employees to say, oh, well, if you help us get in, you know, give us login access when you're at a computer or on site and we'll give you 5% of whatever the take home mm-hmm. is. So it's uh, it, it, you don't, you might not even have to have the skill set anymore and to be able to go find some, um, you know, crowdsourcing some hack, you know, a hacking group to target something that, you know, maybe they, maybe you were at the drive through and they forgot to put ketchup on your burger. You're like, <laughs> I'm going to get them. And people just post on the dark web. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a basically a Craigslist for, hey, I'm an employee of such and such corporation. I have this security access. You know, I'll give you whatever for 5% of takeaway or, yeah. you know, it's, there's a whole nother wow. world around that people don't realize that's happening. The new normal. Yeah. Oh. Hey, we'll get to that word later. Can we, Foreshadowing. Can we pivot to the next story? Oh. We can pivot. We can pivot. Okay. Let's give it 110%. Oh, gosh. Okay. So coming up in like two more stories is the <laughs> top 10 most hated business jargon. And so that's one of my favorite, favorite topics. I don't think when I look down that list, I don't think I really say any of them. So anyway, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Next, top, <laughs> next topic is how you can figure out the difference between uh, misinformation uh, that you hear or that you source on the on the web, and it comes to find out that there are actually three things which I didn't know this. So there are, let me get down to the graphic. So there's misinformation, yep, disinformation, and malinformation. So mal is meant to be harmful, disinformation is uh, deliberately created to harm, and then misinformation is just, just <laughs> pe- people that are stupid that wrong. decide to make something up. Yeah, I thought the the malinformation one was interesting, and I guess I had, I mean, I guess I was aware of it, but I didn't realize that it was, that, that was something that this article talked about. I was like, I wasn't really aware that that's what it was called, and, uh, but I feel like I see that a lot. Now, now that I've, like, recognized what that's called, I see that a lot. It's mm-hmm. just, like, so much stuff gets taken out of context all the time. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's a real problem with social media and everything in general, and there's been, um, you know, uh, you know, congressional hearings about yes. it and things like that. Yeah. So it's not just, it's not something that, or it is something that is you know, trying to be taken seriously. And there's some call to action of the giant tech companies that are doing this to, um, you know, to, to try and figure out how you, how you, um, how you stop it. Right. Um, and just in general, there's tons of, I know um, there's been a trend recently on YouTube where a ton of YouTubers are now coming together and say there's a problem on YouTube where all these fake scam like things are happening in their comment section and they have oh. no control over it and um, different things like that. It's you know kind of in this misinformation, the fact that, you know, they're saying, hey, you won a free oh. gift, you know, send us your contact information, email and all this stuff. And then the content creators getting an email saying, hey, I sent you $200. Where's my thousand dollar laptop or oh. whatever and so so um, they're posing as yeah the, yeah oh, okay. so they're you know misleading and misinforming their the you know this user base as well as like just in general i mean social media as a whole right now just is yeah. is rife with this and uh yeah it's i think it, it, com- it comes down to content moderation mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's always the question of 
how far do you go from a content moderation standpoint? You know, what's the, you know, the free speech argument gets thrown around a lot, even though these are private companies and private platforms. Um, there was a, a Verge, oh, I'll put it in the show link, in the show notes as well. Verge did a huge expose mm -hmm. a little while ago on the content moderator farms mm -hmm. because you have to have a human person, right? You can try to rely on a algorithm all day long, robot, but people start to exploit that algorithm. They find holes in that algorithm. Mm -hmm. You still have to have a human there. This article dives deep into these contractors who mm. go through all of this content on Facebook or it's like, you know, people killing other people or uh, doing illegal things or posting horrible comments on things. And you, or, or taking um, video game footage and passing it <laughs> off as like, you know, wartime activities. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's a very, uh, we're in a very interesting watershed moment i would say oh no is that on the list watershed? it's not it's not on the list <laughs> it should yeah. be on the list <laughs> number 11 well, number, number 11, 11. <laughs> well, i have two comments on it one i think the elderly really fall prey to the this type of information um i know my father-in-law you know he'll call us and say this and this is happening and we're like that's that's really not happening mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> and i think a lot of it comes down to the media they can mold a story around however they want it to be perceived whether mostly I'm thinking political, like they'll take a snippet out of somebody's speech yeah. Yeah. and without the context around it, you think, oh my gosh, it's this, you know, or yeah. the, I hate to even use the example of the Royals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause I don't really follow them. I don't read those kind of magazines, but. Are you sure? I, I saw I, you checking out the other day. If I'm, on, Meyer, an airplane, if I'm yeah. on an airplane, nothing to do, you know, I'll oh, look okay. through the people uh -huh. or whatever sure, it is. Sure, sure. But it seems like they all get misquoted because they did say that, but it's in the wrong context. Yeah. So you really need the whole story before you start believing stuff. Yeah. That was that, that, that big thing. And, you know, better identifying malinformation. And um, I guess the only thing to combat that is going back and, actually you know it's it's the well did you read the whole book right no i just did the spark notes of yeah. it it's like so oh, you know always <laughs> always check the always check the source from that standpoint so all right any more comments on this going once twice nope. i need that bell where's my bell oh, ding 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 oh, oh. nope oh, is that it oh, oh, was that? hold on <laughs> find it there, there it is, is. there it is Sorry. all right <laughs> next up another subject i know nothing about so apple business essentials is now available to all small businesses in the US and Google Workspace is gonna get integrated this spring. So what I gleaned from the article is it has to do with like that um, fixed, uh, whatever that, what's that term? Right to fix or? Uh, right little, to repair. Yeah. Right to repair. Yeah, this is more for business management. So, you okay. know, Apple um, notoriously gives, locks its things down and mm -hmm. makes it difficult for, you know, either IT managers, uh, you know, companies like ourselves or just, you know, company owners to manage their fleet of Apple products if they have them. So, you know, a big problem is with an Apple device, you give them, you know, an iPad or whatever, mm -hmm. right? And they, everyone logs in with their own Apple ID, like personal Apple ID, right? So that data is not really owned or kept by the organization or it ends up, you know, you get into that and then you can download whatever you want on those devices and things like that. And there hasn't been a good way to manage it up until that day. There are tools, um, you know, Champ is one that we've mm -hmm, used. Mm -hmm. There's some other ones out there that allow you to kind of lock these things down, but there's always um, limitations to what you can do with that. 
And one of the things never never really fixed was the, you know a corporate or a business Apple ID that is that can be used to manage and give services to your employees. So like um, <clears throat> you know iCloud storage to be able to back up those devices. Um, you know the services within there, repair or um, you know replacements and ongoing you know support of those items, and then you know cataloging asset management of them in one single place and reassignment of those devices and mm-hmm. things like that. So like, I know this has happened, and I don't know if this corrects it. You might know, Chris. I know one of the things that we've had a lot is like, if a end user signs in with their own personal uh, ID and then they leave, and you want to try and reassign that, then it's locked out. Like you basically oh. have to just like you know factory reset it if you can and you know completely wipe it and redeploy Mm -hmm. it you can't just quickly like reassign it to somebody else and keep any of the data that was on there so if you think like you're replacing a salesperson or something Mm -hmm. like that like you could transfer over all their information and things like that so way you know doesn't skip a beat they get the hardware and they move on so um it is um you know it's it's something that it would you know in a perfect world it would be nice if this was set up more friendly to, um, you know, businesses like ourselves mm-hmm. to be able to have this program and be able to be a partner within it. So that way we can help to manage it right now. It's mostly geared directly towards the in business itself, taught oh, working okay. directly with Apple. Um, and then, you know, us as an MSP, you know, that business would set it up. We could help them set it up and then we'd have to give ourselves like an admin role within that organization that we would log in with. But, um, it's, uh, it, you know, ties within Apple's mentality of things. It's, uh, but it, it's, it's a step hopefully in the right direction that will allow us to be able to better manage large fleets of Apple products without having to use, um, tons of different software add-ins to make it work. You have so, anything you want to add to that, Chris? Yeah. So <clears throat> two interesting points with business essentials is one being the BYOD or bring your own device. Mm-hmm. Yep. So with what you're talking about, Daniel, with managed Apple IDs, you can say a person has their own personal device with their Apple ID logged in. They can also then sign in with a managed Apple ID, mm-hmm. and those two data sets are siloed off and they don't cross talk with each other. Mm-hmm. So it's really great for, hey, I already have an iPad. I want to access maybe a B2B application um, that only the business has access to and it's not available in the App Store, or I need to. Um, have a certain VPN policy pushed to my device, so you can have that through Business Essentials. Um, you mentioned Jamf, which is an MDM and mobile device management. Yeah, not as powerful as Jamf. Yeah. Um, yeah. But one thing that it does have an advantage over is uh, Apple Care. Hmm. So Apple Care Plus is available from a pricing standpoint for devices, um, and they you actually get a dedicated Apple Care representative or dedicated kind of. If you're in the program, you have higher priority of business. Uh, there used to, used to be a thing in the Apple Store called Joint Venture, which did a similar thing. But then you can have these people who are out in the field support their own device. So they're not having to you know, call IT, mail in their iPhone that they broke, wait for the new iPhone to come back, set it up, that kind of stuff. They can contact Apple directly, get that replacement set up and sent to them. Hmm. So it's pretty interesting. Pricing-wise, per device, it'll start at two ninety nine. And then if you wanted to add Apple Care Plus, uh, it's $10 per month, um, depending on how many devices you have within the user, essentially. But yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how it evolves over time. Like you said, I mean, there's, there's still 
pieces of it that don't go as far as like some of the other tools that we've used. But it, I mean, the big thing that it starts to help clear up is those, the business Apple IDs mm -hmm. and you know how all that works because that has been a headache you know, yeah, for us and for organizations over the years. So. so we have a large, large client that uses, they only use Apple, right? Apple products. Uh, they use specifically quite a few iPads. Okay. At the same point. Yeah. But like, are they our only ones that are on those? Uh, we have a, we have a couple, we have a handful. Um, most of the time, you know, there's usually, you know, unless it's like a fully rolled out fleet, mm -hmm. we're not really doing too much with it when, it, when someone brings like, an iPad or something like that. Um, this is something now that will be interesting for us to evaluate with with clients. And does mm -hmm. it make sense to do this so that way, like we can, you know, better um, we can better manage and enforce sure. things. But um, yeah, it's it it's still new. We I mean, we're, I don't know if you've set one up for us yet, Chris. But I, I haven't mm -hmm. played with it yet to know exactly how it all how it all works. Yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, move for Apple. I think the biggest thing that companies need to think about when they're going to implement any Apple device into their into their workflow is mm. talk to somebody like us first mm. because what happens is you get people who are like, "Ooh, iPads. We'll, <laughs> we'll go buy 10 iPads and every we'll have everybody sign in with their Apple ID and then they come to us and they're like, "Well, we lost two of them because employees took them and these two are locked forever yep. and we don't know how to replace them. And so there's all these questions that people have after the fact, which could have been solved if they just would have sit, come to us and said, all right, how do we do this and how do we do this effectively and at scale? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's an excellent point. <clears throat> all right. Enough about that. Now on to one of my favorite things, the rise of the triple peak day. Is that a, is that a mountain in Colorado? Is that like new or what Triple does that mean? Hmm, I don't know. No? Okay. no, I don't think so. No. So uh, this goes a lot to the, um, you know, working from anywhere to the whole every, everybody coming through the pandemic and how everybody's productivity went way up at first because they're like, oh my gosh, I mean, myself included, now I don't have an hour commute here, hour commute home, that's two extra hours a day I can be on. But they're saying that people are still trying to recover their work-life balance. So instead of your morning peak and then you have a peak in the afternoon, a lot of people are putting away their devices so they can have family time, have dinner. You know, then once the kids get to bed, they get back online to do more work. And mm -hmm. I find myself, I don't have children, but I find myself doing that, that once I get settled in for the night, I think, oh, I should hop on and do this. And then when once you're on, you know, we're on a Teams channel and all these other people are on and they're like, you know, this conversation gets started and it's like a flurry for about 20 minutes. And then, uh, and I do it just to get ahead of, for the next day. So I don't have to wake up, you know, and just like, ah, I gotta get on it. But um, it is starting to be quite a thing. And I imagine you with small children, this might affect you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, the traditional two peak day was you're productive in the morning and then you're productive after lunch. So the third peak is now, I think it's like time frame is like, like around like between like eight and eight 11 PM yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of, you see that normal dip of where things had kind of dropped off before. Um, and then you see it kind of peak up after like, you know, dinner, bedtime, whatever, how, whatever schedule you have in the evening. But yeah, it's, it's interesting, um, that I think it's something that'll be interesting as like, you know, where everyone's kind of shifting into this hybrid, mm -hmm. um, work environment. What does that mean going forward? Does that stay? still happen? Does it start to flatten back out? Does it, um, I mean, it's probably here to stay, especially because most, if you know, most companies at this point are using some sort of internal chat communication mm -hmm. and 
the I think you know Teams. This is was a report done by Microsoft. Uh, you know, it saw like forty percent increase in you know chat activity after like <laughs> eight p.m. or something. I'd, I'd have to pull that exact number out of this article again. But I mean, it, they saw a huge increase like in after hours, and people are just kind of like. You know, it's it's kind of like texting at this point. Like it's on your phone, it's wherever, and you kind of just start getting into it. So, trying to make sure you keep that um, keep that work life balance in check on it. Um, but I mean, I I think the triple peak from the you know as far as this branding of it goes is probably here to stay. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's gonna necessarily go away. Might see maybe start to see that um, you know that as companies kind of figure things out, maybe that peak actually increases because you start to flatten out. And like you said, you know, people have taken on more responsibilities Mm -hmm. during the day, whether it's childcare, caring for someone else, working from home and having to figure out their day-to-day life duties and the flexibility that kind of everyone's gotten from this, that, um, you know, maybe things will flatten out and that, that peak might get a little bit bigger because, Oh, well, I, you know, went and got doctor's appointment Mm -hmm. and pick up the kids from school or, whatever and then i need to get caught up on a couple of things before i go to bed and start over tomorrow so and you start working everybody's you know if you're working remote um maybe your home office is in san francisco and you're on eastern time yeah so that also shifts the hours where you could be productive because nobody else is working during those times but it's a little bit of a domino effect that I'll, i'm able to stay off of it until somebody sends me a message about something and then once i answer that I'm, I'm like well i'm back in here oh let me look at this and then all of a sudden you know i'm working on something so yeah. i think it it can lead into getting burned out because you're feel like you're working all the time it's kind of like if you save all your laundry to do on sunday and you just do it one day a week mm-hmm. versus doing a load every day you know it's yeah. like ugh. yeah so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out mm-hmm. yeah i agree i agree any comments, Chris? Um, you already took my comments. My, I mean, we're laundry? A, was it about laundry? It was about laundry. I mean, we're, we're in the unique position where we have two other locations. Mm-hmm. And we've got a central time zone and then an, and an western time zone. So as, you know, our, I'll go back to this graph where it's like 9 to 10 to 11, that little mm-hmm. third peak there. You push that back three hours. Yeah. So now you're actually communicating with, you know, the west coast at the end of their day and then as it continues back it's sort of kind of that same domino effect as you mm-hmm. drop back time zones yeah yeah i mean it, it, the the beauty of the the world we live in today is uh everyone most things and for us also you can do things asynchronously like it doesn't not everything re- requires everyone to be in the room at the same time yep. to get stuff done and uh, the tools are in place there to make that happen so you know, some people on a team might work better at that, you know, 9 to 11 p.m. And they're just not productive from right. 7 to 10 a.m. And, and so if it makes sense for them to shift it there and, you know, deadlines and productivity and all the needs are met, I mean, getting the work done. So might and as well take advantage of it. Absolutely. And that works across time zones, too. And I think one of the unique things about the Brookfield Group is we have our help desk not only here, but we have it in each time zone. So we're able to service if, if our customers also have these different peaks, our people are always there if something goes wrong, which mm-hmm. is nice. Mm-hmm. So, All right, moving on do, 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 to the favorite. Mental floss. It's a good site. It is. Mm-hmm. I, I loved it when they had the magazine. And oh, just, yeah. And they yeah. stopped publishing it bis- for, yeah. you know, regular reasons. But um, all right. So I don't know if these are in order. 
feels like they're in order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll we'll say they are in order. So let's start with number one, I guess. Yeah, the new normal. Yeah, I think. I mean, yeah. I know I was burnt out on that for a while, or was burnt out a while ago. Um, I, you know, it's. I mean, it makes sense. It's just normal now. Yeah. Unprecedented times. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I got real tired of that one. Yeah. We all know what we're doing. We all know. Yeah. But 43% of the respondents declared it's their least like term in business setting. Hmm. New normal. I I don't really dislike it that much. I like dislike others more than that one. Culture. That's another big one, which I think we're going to see that one for a while, especially as the great resignation, you know, seems to keep happening. And as people are looking for a better culture to go to work in. Um, I think that's going to be around for a while. Circle back. Yeah, circle <laughs> it's a back. great one. Yeah, yeah. I circle back. I, I do. That might be the one that I say a little bit more than any yeah. others. Um, boots on the ground. I never say that. Like, uh, I've probably said it. I, I can't. I can't <laughs> say if I, if I haven't. Never is a heart is a strong word from that standpoint. I don't. It's not one that I think comes up in my regular vocabulary. I say I don't know if it's on this one. It hit the ground running hit more the ground than running. anything. Yeah. I think anyway. Yeah. Oh, well. Give a hundred. Not disliked. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I can still say it. Yep, you can still say that uh, one. Give a hundred and ten percent. I hear this a lot on the Maury show, where they say, <laughs> "I'm a hundred and ten percent. I'm a thousand percent sure he's not the father." So <laughs> I think that's a little different context. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we all know that anything over a hundred is mathematically impossible. Is it? Hmm. Weird. I guess. Low hanging fruit. Yeah, I've definitely mm. said that one. Yeah, I have to cross that one off. What What could you use in place of that? Um, Easy pickings. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it works. That works. Uh, I, you know, I don't have I don't have a good one for that. Hmm. You just have to. Yeah, ripe for opportunity. Still fruit. Still, still ripe. Fruit. Yep. There we go. But also use rotten if it's. Well, if it's already fallen on the ground. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Win win. Win win. Hmm. Definitely use that one before. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel so bad about I that don't one. Feel bad about that one. Yeah. Move the needle, since I'm a race car girl, I don't mind that at all, because yeah. you're like revving it up, moving Have you needle. used it before? I haven't used that, but I'll say stuff like, um, it's so you're one arrow going through. It's like making sure your marketing is aligned with business objectives to make sure it's one arrow moving forward. I okay. say that a lot, yeah. not move the needle. Okay. Growth hacking. That one's that one's all everywhere these days. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably just overplayed at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Think Probably just thinking outside of the box. box. Yeah, right. Says, well, this says thinking outside of the box would require you to not use the phrase think outside of the box. Mm. That's true. That's true. That is a good point. <laughs> that I one's been around forever, though. I mean, uh, it really yeah. has. Um, what was this one? Didn't particularly mind at the end of the day, table this or game changer. There we go. Ah. Game changer. Game changer. <laughs> Yeah, I had an old boss that said, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he said it all the time, all the time. <laughs> at the end of the day, yeah. I got real tired of that. <laughs> okay, so if you wanted to read more about it, you can go to this. They gave 110% tabulating <laughs> these results. I guess you call it Preply prep, site. Hmm. Preply, haven't heard of them before. Me either. Yeah. But Mental Floss, that's one of my go-to sources for, you know, the real news and not anything. <laughs> no <laughs> malinformation. No malinformation on there. Okay, last one. So Asian languages are 
raising up the bar of people who want to learn a different language. It's knocked Italian out, which I was really surprised. Yeah. Now Japanese is number five. And they said it's because people want to be able to watch cartoons yeah. in the native well, language. Yeah, yeah. It's like, wow. Anime and cartoons <laughs> and things like that. It's on the rise. Yeah, nothing about travel, nothing about, you know. Side note, have you have either of you paid attention at all to Duolingo's social media? Mm-mm. It's wild. Like, mm. they're are TikTok and Instagram and all that stuff. Like, they have their little mascot, and they it is it is the weirdest branded, like, company's, like, Ooh. social media account. It's Pull very it strange. Pull it up, Chris. Yeah. I want to see it. I don't know. Uh, about it. <laughs> I have to be careful on the oh, content okay. for this yeah. one. Yeah. You might find some of this content disturbing. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. If I hear, uh, what's his name? Say that one more time. Lester on 630 News. So it's just their mascot. Some oh, is that it? Yeah. It's just an owl? Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of doing some interesting things. It's very strange. Can we, it's very strange. Can we show this? Is this? That's, I, th- I, don't, no, I don't know this one specifically. No audio because we'll get copyright struck. Yeah. I think course. he's getting taken I out. hereby sentence you to an eternity of using Google Translate. <laughs> okay. It's there have been some very interesting wow. takes that. All right, I'm gonna have to check done. it out. Yeah, Google Translate's pretty good, but uh, <laughs> one of the See? social media sites that we manage for one of our clients here, a lot of their uh, people, it's a B two B client, are from um, Central America. So I get all of these questions in some type of Spanish ish. Mm. Uh, language and so I have to look through to s- try and find a word that I somewhat recognize because yeah. I, I know Italian and I know French so Spanish that has the same verb congrega- yeah. congregations yeah. Con- conjugations conjugations not congregations although they might all <laughs> congregate the same yeah. I don't know um, but I'll still use Google Translate for that and I'll try and say you know do you speak English by chance and if they don't then I'll just have to start using the yeah. Google Translate but yeah, this was uh, interesting. Um, the anime Attack on Titan recently had one of its finales. Um, apparently, it's going to have another finale next year. It, in three days, it raised 10 million views and was wow. the top requested show on uh, Netflix by like 50-some percent. <laughs> okay, so what is Titan? Is it a person? Is it a place? Um, Attack on Titan, um, it's very complicated. <laughs> Basically, there's a city, and then um, there's these giants that attack the city, and that's about as far as I want to <laughs> go into the, the plot line of Attack on okay. Titan. Yeah. But it is very popular. It was a uh, manga first, and then got translated to an anime. But um, yeah, that's uh, 10 million in three days. It's pretty hmm. crazy. That's a lot. Wow. And I um, know uh, in similar news on that kind of thing, you know, the... The slap heard around the world <laughs> at the, at we the can't, Oscars. No, we can't talk about that. Oh, we can't? Oh. Nope. Nope. Oh, you didn't say the O word, did you? No. Okay. Oh, that's true. I didn't. Did I? No. No, I didn't. You said slap heard around the world. It yeah, could exactly. be anything. It could be this. Yeah, it could be that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll get to a million yeah. views. Come here. That broke the record <laughs> of most views in 24 hours, I believe. Yeah. Wow. I got real tired of hearing about it for like the next two weeks. It's like, all right, I all know. right. We all know what happened. We all know why it happened. Let's move on, people. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I guess it was a bigger deal than what I thought it was. Yep, apparently. Yep. Another thing that I thought about with uh, Asian languages is Funimation is joining Crunchyroll. And Crunchyroll is basically the 
Netflix of anime. Oh. Um, huh. Hugely popular service where they do uh, day one releases for a lot of anime that re- goes in Japan. And Funimation is a huge content. Uh, they, they produce their co- yeah. content, but they also have their own streaming service. So they will be rolling all of their new content into Funimation so you can have all of your anime wow. all in one place. Wow. <laughs> when is that supposed to happen? Uh, I believe pretty soon. Huh. That's pretty big. That That's yeah. like, I mean, in, in this, in that kind of realms, like, <laughs> like streaming things, it'd be like Hulu rolling into Netflix kind of kind of thing. Yeah. Are they a That's public company cool. by chance? Uh, country <laughs> roll? I don't know about no, that. No, funim- Funimation. Funimation? Oh. I think Funimation is. Hmm. What's their stock ticker? How's it looking? Hmm. It's in Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they're no. not. Oh. Too bad. I bet they might be. Can't oh, <laughs> it's a, they're a brand of Sony Corp. Oh, oh okay. All right. Okay. There you Fingers. go. There Did we have any questions that came in today, Chris? By chance? Um, unfortunately not. Any oh. follow-up? I don't think we have any follow-up this week. We'll circle back to it next week. <laughs> we absolutely <laughs> will not. <laughs> Once we get some pizza. Okay. <laughs> Time to go. Time and and we're, we're over. Done. Thanks for joining <laughs> us this week. We will see you next week when we are talking again about layered security. And we're going to have a demonstration off the top of the building. Don't miss it. Ooh.